0: It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, Today's topic is really interesting. I think we're going to have some fun with it. But I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate the reviews that I've gotten. The feedback that I've gotten is really positive. Uh, I you know, I talk about whatever. This is all the stuff that I love to talk about. Um, I just announced this show on my other show, Real Talk Recovery, and I'm getting really good feedback. So I uh, just really appreciate you guys. Um, a lot of what you get from me is what I have going on in my life in some ways or just topics that I'm interested in. And this definitely falls under um, things that are going on in my life. Uh, as you guys can probably tell just by knowing me and listening to me and understanding what I, I talk about. Um, one thing that I'm going through is uh, I was raised Mormon or LDS, Latter-day Saint and I, um, my entire life. I was very involved in the church. And um, what's happened is a lot of people are leaving the church and a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, and I definitely have had my own faith journey and have progressed in many different ways um, with my faith. And I, I, I feel in a very good place when it comes to where I'm at with God and and my beliefs and my spirituality. Um, But one thing I want to talk about, and and this might be pretty specific to the culture here uh, with Mormonism and uh, all of that stuff, but I think it'll be fascinating for anybody to listen to. So, I want to talk about uh, what I call the faith expansion continuum archetypes, okay? So, that's a lot of words. Let me explain it. Um, there is definitely a continuum. And a a lot of times when it comes to faith and faith expansion, and when I I use that word expansion on purpose, it's a lot of times it's called faith crisis. And it's not looked at in terms of stages of development in somebody's life. Uh, When you're in a rigid religion, and you're expected to believe a certain way, and that way is the only way, then what somebody usually themselves will, will say, or others will say about them is, I'm having a faith crisis. I'm having a crisis of faith. I'm supposed to believe this thing, but now I, things have happened in my life. I've had certain experiences. I've learned some things, whatever it is, now my faith is changing. And so I'm having a faith crisis, and I look at it a little differently because I look at it as development. Um, and if you look at the the stages of faith development, uh, it really makes a lot more sense. And I think it's easy for for some to look at people who are shifting in their faith and just say, "Oh, they're falling away," or they're you know they're lazy, or they're doing this, or they're doing that and not stopping and saying, hang on here, maybe there's something bigger going on. Maybe there is a a, a development process happening in their life. And so, when I I bring up the faith expansion continuum archetypes, what I'm talking about are kind of the different roles that people play according to where they're at in that process of development. And this can be kind of fun to talk about. And it can be kind of funny, uh, but I also got to warn you. If I hit on some that that you're in, like the archetypes that you're in, you might not like it because it's like, oh, that that's me. Um, <laughs> and I don't think any of us want to be kind of pinned pinned down, like, that. you know. And and the, and these aren't all of them. And you guys, I made this up. I didn't get this from a book. This is Brannon's stuff. Okay, um, so but I just want to talk about the different archetypes and there's a reason why I want to talk about it, but I'm not going to tell you that until the end. So first I just want to go through the different archetypes and the different, the different roles that people play according to faith expansion. And so you can find this um, everywhere. As I go through these, you'll probably be able to identify some people that you kind of think are in these different roles um, not in a judgmental way, but like, huh, yeah, I know somebody like that. Um, so I'm just going to go through these these different archetypes. So the first one, I call the indignant. And so what the who the indignant is is they are the person who um, who believes in the faith, in the church, and people around them are falling away. And they dig their heels in further and they become a little bit upset and a little bit angry. And there's no way that they can look anywhere else other than the church because they need to prove everybody else wrong. So, they are indignant. They, they are not really uh, focused on their own progression and their own spirituality, They're focused on what others might think about them and they want to prove them wrong. And their pride will not let them actually go on their own faith journey. So, a lot of times they're very rigid in their beliefs. They're very judgmental of others and what others are doing with their faith because they have the way, they're going to prove the way, and they're going to show the whole world that the world is wrong and they are the good ones a lot of times they have a lot of um, judgment and anger toward the world and they look they view the world as bad and evil and that that it's going to hell in a handbasket they also have a lot of um they i'll call it pride of look at me. I'm hanging strong. This is what they always said would happen. I'm one of the chosen ones that's hanging strong while everybody else is falling out around me. Um, so they kind of have that feeling as well of, I am, I, I'm I'm going to prove it. I'm going to hang strong. I'm going to show them um, no matter what. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying that they don't have other reasons to to be staying in their faith. I'm not saying that it's just because they're indignant and just because they're digging their hills in and everybody is unique. So, everybody's in a d- different um, space in terms of this progression, but that is kind of one extreme of the faith continuum, okay? Uh, the next archetype is what I call the head in the clouds. So, the head in the clouds is somebody who's really involved in their church. And although there might be problems and issues about the church or uh, problems and issues about where they attend church and just things that happen or doctrines that don't seem really awesome, they don't really care. Uh, they just have their head in the clouds because the church is working for, for them. Uh, this is, it's set up a life that they love. And so, why look at problems when this is working? So, I'm not going to look. My head is going to be in the clouds. And for some, this works because it's a really safe place to be. Um, They don't need uh, to be challenged. And honestly, they don't need to think for themselves. It's given to them. Everything that they need to think and do and follow is given to them. So they follow and they do that. And what do you know? It works out pretty good. One of the problems with that is it stifles some progression because they are not really using their agency in terms of their faith. They are just blindly following, um blind blindly following, which which when that happens you're not using that agency, you don't go through the growth, um, when you're not caught up in the, that wrestle, um, you don't really progress much. So, although it can set up a good, you know, system for life, because la-di-da, my head's in the clouds, this is wonderful, you might miss out on some actual expansion. Um. Okay, the next one, and I, I'm kind of going along a continuum here, okay? So if you're listening now and you're like, wow, Brandon's just like ripping on people that are staying in the church. Um, Wait till I get to the the other end of the continuum because I'm talking about the full continuum here. So um, I'll get there, but I'm going to keep going along this direction. So uh, the next one is the, I know, but I don't care archetype. So those are the ones that can can see things that they don't really agree with. Um, They, they, but, but they don't really care. It's I'll acknowledge it. If you bring it up to me, I can have a conversation about it. Um, But I don't really care about those things because the, the church is working for me in my life. So my head's not in the clouds. I am aware. I will acknowledge things. I'm not in denial about those things, but, the church is working for me. And, and that's fine too, as long as you don't have to use denial in order to stay in that space. Uh, because if you go into denial, you're not being honest with yourself. You're lacking some integrity, which is going to cause you some consequences in your life. Okay. Um, the next one is the undercover change agent. Okay. <laughs> And this is the person who says, look, I love the church. There's big consequences if I leave the church. So I'm going to change it from the inside out. I know there's problems, but I won't have a voice if I go out. So I'll stay in to have my voice to be the change agent inside the church. Um, I'm going to be a catalyst for growth and progression for things to get better inside of the church. That's awesome. That's great. That's wonderful. Um, the the thing that I would question and just, just ask is, um, are you being honest with yourself? Are you staying in to actually do that? Or is that your excuse to stay in the church? Um, is that your excuse to stay in the church? instead of facing the hard reality that maybe you want out. Um, so, but you know, e- either could be true. Okay. Um, the, the next one, the next archetype that I'm going to talk about is the do it for you archetype. So that's the person who does not believe in, in the church is not into the church at all, uh, but they are going through the motions for other people. And they don't want to cause waves. They don't want to rock the boat. So, uh, you know, for my spouse, who's really devout, like I'm going to smile and act like I'm into this. And uh, I'll just go along with this. Now, sometimes the do it for you are pretty pretty um, transparent with it. Look, I'm not that into this, but I'll do it for you. Sometimes they're not transparent. I would just say, um, if you're not the transparent type, then you are actually doing big harm to your relationship and big harm to yourself and your own spirituality. If you are the transparent type, that's great. I love you. Um I you're you're awesome. Our marriage is important and I'm happy to go sit at church with you and do this. Um but I I'll be honest with you about how I feel and what my beliefs are and where I'm at. Um but I just want to be I want to be able to be honest and open and transparent with it. Um, but the do it for you that are not transparent probably hold some resentment in their heart toward their their life and their spouse because they feel like they have to go along with things out of fear of the consequences of getting honest, which will lead to some resentment, some disconnection from God's self and others. Okay. So I'm i I'm a little less than halfway down my list here. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick review. We have the indignant, the head in the clouds, the, I know, but I don't care. The undercover agent, the do it for you. Okay. Hey. Um, the next one I have is called the culturalist. And that's the person that says, "Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know if I believe in the church. I don't believe in the church, but I love its culture. And I love the culture of of the church and my whole life I've been in the church. So the church to me is so much more than a religion. The church is my culture and I don't want to give that up." And so as much as i have my doubts i want to get the good stuff out of the, out of the church and a lot of times the culturalist is is looked at like a cafeteria type member where you take what you want and you leave what you don't want um you know you go you go down the line and you kind of pick and choose so that's the, that's the culturalist and I would just say again, with the culturalist, as long as they're transparent with their leaders, with their spouses, with with, and in in, in that this is why I'm here and this is why I do this, then I don't think that does much harm. Um, as long as they're honest and as long as they're transparent, okay. Um. All right. Uh, the next one is the nuancer. This this word nuanced is actually starting to get overused. I I think, well, I'm so nuanced. Everybody thinks they're nuanced. Um, You know, I, I can see things and I, but (laughs) I make fun of that. This archetype, the nuancer uh, is, is somebody who takes things with a grain of salt and they might be in, they might be out. They're kind of on the, they can be on either side of the fence. Uh, They're usually not very angry um, but they are just kind of like, I'm going to think for myself. Um, I'm going to think things through. I'm going to evaluate things. Um, I'm going to disagree with things that I that are, are big things that I'm supposed to believe, right? So a nuancer might be in the church and drink coffee. Um, and it sounds like a culturalist a little bit, but a nuancer is kind of a step further where they really go to, what is like why what why do this thing for me and they really kind of make that decision through their wrestle and through trying to figure out what their truths are um and so they can love the church deeply and they can also say i don't agree with that and i'm not going to go along with that and that's not okay and so That's the nuancer. Um, okay, going down the line. Uh, The next one is the out, but not really. That's the person who's like, okay, like I'm done with the church. I'm out, done. Don't believe that anymore. But I, but I, but I can't leave it. Like I, I, I still go to church. I still get. I still baptize my kids. I still you know, I, my family's all involved with it. So like, I'm doing the things because like, but I'm out, I'm so out, I'm out. Right. But I'm still living the lifestyle of the church in many ways. Okay. And that's usually a result of really the culture being so strong and they, that person wants to connect with their family. Um, they want to be involved. They want to, um, they, they also have a hard time letting go of some of their their programming. So as much as they might not believe certain things, it's so programmed in them, it's hard to let it go. So things like, well, what if I never take the sacrament again? And an out but not really would think that like, I don't believe it. I don't believe I need to because I'm out. But this deep part of me feels guilt if I don't. Uh, so maybe I should, even though I don't believe it. And you can see like the stages of progression in terms of faith expansion is what I'm talking about. So some of this stuff might sound a little crazy, but it's a person growing and moving and you'll probably move along these different archetypes if you're open to the expansive process. Um, So, all right. The next one is the person is called the passive the pacifist and who the pacifist is is the person who's left the church um but doesn't make any waves so they they're kind of like the silent person and you you don't really know what they're thinking um they might be hating the church they might not have any hate they but they just don't open up um but they they definitely have left they're not interested in the church anymore Um, but they're, they're, they're done with it, but they don't want to talk about it. So they're passive about it and they're kind of closed off and isolated. Okay. And, um, some people can stay there for a long, long time and that's okay. Um, but what I would say is when you go through something so big in your life, like moving on from a religion, I believe that processing that is important and that getting support and getting um, like some be, being able to talk it through with somebody is important. And so to isolate on something that's so, so challenging and complicated and complex, like I, I don't know if that would be good for you for a long, long term. Okay. Okay. So we move from the pacifist to the prover so this is the person, this archetype is the person that, um, well, you guys already know what it is, the prover. Uh, they all of a sudden find out things about the church that they never knew, and now the whole world needs to know it. They're going to tell their whole family. They're going to they're gonna make sure that they can see why they're leaving the church. Uh, this person oftentimes needs people to know that there is a reason. And, uh, although many people have no interest in looking, imagine uh, mixing a prover with the head in the clouds. So the head in the clouds, la da, is life's good. And the prover comes along, well, let me tell you some things. And that head in the clouds is like, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other, or just over the head, like, oh, who cares? Mm, whatever. Um, or mix a prover with an indignant. Then you got, then you got world war three going on. The prover is there to make sure that you understand and you know all the things about why this is not true. And the indignant digs in their hills and says, Oh yeah, let's do this. And then the prover does the same thing and they get nowhere. So the prover is, is more as they're expanding, they're kind of in that stage of grief where they're in a, bit more of maybe anger toward what's happened to them as they're coming out of a church. And so, they're grappling with that and trying to make sense of it. And they want others to validate them. And so, because they want others to validate them, they go out with information and hope in hopes, and this never works, but in hopes to have others say, oh, you're right yeah, your pain is absolutely valid. And their pain is valid. I'm not saying their pain's not valid. It's absolutely valid. But they're kind of seeking that validation probably in places where they're not going to get it. If they're going to the indignants and the heads in the clouds and the I knows and I don't cares, if that's where they're going to get that validation, they're not going to find it there. So that anger and that pain is important and processing through that pain is important, but taking it to those people to try to justify where you're at probably won't work in order to process through that energy. Okay. Um, The next one I call the enlightened. And this is kind of the, the, the arrogant, person who's left the church so they're the person who's like yeah well they're all so dumb like like i am so beyond um that and you know i'm not gonna argue with them or whatever but i am so far progressed from them i'm kind of making a mockery of it um they are rooted in pride still Um, and they might be, you know, not in that anger phase where they're trying to prove things more in an acceptance phase of where they're at, but where they're struggling is to actually connect to those in a different stage than them with compassion and with understanding. So that arrogance, you know, probably it it might help them to, to feel okay about themselves and where they're at. But it's not gonna help them to create love so um you know you you can mix these a little bit you mix an enlightened with approver um and you have kind of what I call an indignant apostate, so on the other end of the spectrum, you got the indignant on one side digging their heels and saying, "Nope, I'm gonna hang on to this you got the indignant apostate saying i'm going to prove to you that that you're wrong and uh, and both sides of the, the those the spectrum that continuum there aren't aren't really going to get you very far and there's a whole other archetype that um i call the lover and this archetype is the person who can take a step back and not take anything personally is the person who can be honest, even when it's hard, yet provide compassion and empathy for others and why they are where they're at. And not be prideful and stay humble about where they're at and where other people can be. And that's okay. We're all in a state of progression. The lover creates love. I love you right where you're at. I love that you're there. I love that you're learning there. I'm not better than you. I'm not worse than you, but I see you. I see who you are and I accept you. And it's interesting. I've worked with couples uh, where they have different archetypes going on. You know, I, I have worked with indignance on both sides, and that can end a marriage um de- definitely can end a marriage um but if you mix like the enlightened with um the undercover agent that you know that that could be an interesting mix i know better than you and you know but the undercover agent is like no i'm going to go fix the church um but you could see in a marriage you know you, you take a head in the clouds you mix it with a a pacifist it's like that. That they're never going to talk. One person's going to be doing their thing while the other person's shut down, not talking about where they're at. Um, the lover. Let's come back to that. If you if you mix two lovers, and let's say one is still practicing in a religion, and one is not, then they love each other for right where they're at. Good for you. I love you. Um, I accept you. And I accept your progression in this life. And so I'm not going to try to change you. I'd love to have conversations about whatever, about spirituality and religion and whatever, just just to talk and connect and, and explore things together. We can explore because I know you love me and I know I love you. I have compassion for you and you have compassion for me. I accept you right where you're at. You accept me right where I'm at. and it's hard to get there on any side of the continuum you can see these these archetypes are many of them are based out of some fear and control and defensiveness and so when that fear comes into play all of these different archetypes are just different ways in which we're trying to protect So I said to you earlier, I'd tell you why I wanted to talk about this. Uh, The reason I want to talk about this is because I want you to know that, you know, you might be laughing and feeling like Brandon's being judgmental about this archetype or making up that. Uh, The whole point of me talking about this is for you to stop for a second and ask yourself, am I giving space for others to be where they're at? Am I practicing kindness? Am I practicing love to let them be right where they're at? And instead of me stepping into these archetypes, can I back up a little bit and practice some patience and some kindness? As long as they're not breaking my boundaries, I don't need to control them. You can't control them anyways, by the way. Um, But I can accept them right where they're at on whatever end of the spectrum. I have a family who are very strict and in, like in the church. And I have family who are completely out. And the the archetype or where they're at in that progression really doesn't determine how they resonate. Okay. So, you can be completely in, or you can be completely out, and you can be completely prideful, or you can be and an angry and defensive, or completely open and loving and kind. It Doesn't matter whether you're in or out of the religion, you can be, you can still resonate with that kindness, that openness, and that love. No matter where you're at in, in your faith, um, no, it doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't really determine where your heart's at. God looketh on the heart, and it's all about your heart. So um, don't try to control others. Don't try to tell others what where they should be, but listen, empathize, understand, explore with them. That's what works. All right, you guys, if you have any thoughts on this, if you have any other archetypes, please comment below. That would be freaking awesome. Um, if you can come up with some or whatever, that would be amazing. And I appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you guys later.